Welcome to Rhythm of Previews, where we check out the preview chapters of A Rhythm of War, the fourth Stormlight Archive novel. I am Danielle with the 17th Shard. And hi, I'm Armin coming to you live from Shadesma today. And I've also got to, going to channel my inner arch in a little bit. I've actually got something to show off today. I hope it's visible. Very yeah. cool. Art stuff, things, and cool laser. Engravings. It's a laser engraved mm -hmm. phone case. Yep. That's really cool. So yeah, once you have a laser, everything looks like it can be lasered on. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I really like that. Maybe uh, the Sanderson store will take some tips. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, as always, there's going to be some Rhythm of War spoilers. Um, and then we're also going to have some Cosmere spoilers, too. Mm -hmm. Some Mistborn, some Warbreaker, you know, the whole shebang. So um, with that said, what kind of annotations did we get from Brandon for Chapter 12? Yeah, so Brandon actually, like, he confirmed that... Uh, like we know rock left or ex ex or said goodbye to Kels uh, Kaladin last chapter and Brandon confirmed that it's actually will be his last scene we'll have of rock in this book he'll not show up again at least until probably his novella or I, I hope until his novella I guess he might he probably will show up again in Stormlight 5 maybe but we won't see him again in Rhythm of War and Brandon explained that he, while like he likes exploring these side characters a little bit and fleshing them out, he one of his main goals with the story was to really keep it focused on the main characters and the main storylines, because like Brandon knows that in these long-running epic fantasies, you have that issue that you have a lot of side characters and you'll easily get lost in their story arcs rather than completing a real one or like a main one. And while I guess I mean Brent knows that Stormlight Archive isn't short, it's everything but short. But he knows that uh, he thinks that he at least did a good job of keeping things focused on the main plot so far. And I think, yeah, he really did. Like we got the interludes all the time in between, but that's like where he can get wild and show us other stuff. But the main plot basically is all there. Yeah. They kind of give us a break between the big storylines. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I guess this kind of confirms we're not going to be going to the peaks this book. We're not going to be seeing yep. a lot of the stuff that's going on there. Yeah, unfortunately not. But that just makes me look forward a lot more to the novella when we eventually get mm -hmm. it. So yeah. that's also cool. <laughs> and then uh, in the annotation, Brenton also acknowledged that Yes, this or uh, that he was set to have Bridgefall basically dissolve as the unit we have gotten to know in the previous books. So they won't be as a tightly knit group anymore. But Brenner thinks that it's necessary for one to allow the characters their own growth and to develop more because, like, uh, if all if Bridgefall stay together all the time, they'd not develop much further than they were in book one or, like, in the I guess at the end of book one. So there's that, and it's simply just more realistic for groups to sort of dissolve as uh, they go on naturally. And yeah. he so yeah, he sort of agreed with us. Like we talked about it last time, that it was really fun to see Adolin, Kellett, and Shalan just sort of being humans, I guess, and mm -hmm. living their life and doing stuff together. And 
Brandon thinks for one it's necessary to put in these interactions and he also actively looks for places where he can actually put these scenes in to give a break sort of from all the action. So that's cool to know that he's on board with that. <laughs> yeah. The hallmark of a good writer. <laughs> Not using yeah. your characters as props for your plot line. They're they're people. They have their own, mm-hmm. you know, stories. Yeah, and he can afford to in these long books, like he has a lot of space mm-hmm. to put in these moments, so why shouldn't he? It just makes it feel more real and immersive, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Instead of just having, okay, now this character goes here, and then they do this. And <laughs> <laughs> Well, chapter 13's epigraph. So it's more from Navani, and she's going into the gemstones now, instead of just the metal cage. Um, she said, Fabrials can be made conjoined, where one gemstone um, that contains a sprint can be divided. And the halves of the gems and the sprint work together like one. And Navani explains that flame sprint and rubies are the easiest ones to divide, but she doesn't go into any detail about why that is or why other sprint do not split as evenly, as easily, or at all. What do you think about yeah. that? I mean, it's cool to know that that she at least goes into these uh, controller fabrials at all because we haven't had them yet. And I hope she goes on to explain more about it because it is a little sad to not see a more detailed explanation of how the sprint splitting works because, I mean, you're splitting a freaking sprint right there. That's mm-hmm. It's one entity technically. So how does that splitting work? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's interesting to me. And I want it answered. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It, it makes me wonder, like, have we seen Fabriel that used this concept? Because it reminded me of like Span Raid, where they mm. have the ruby and it's like two halves that work in conjunction when you're writing, the other pen is writing, um, possibly. And then I was also thinking the way that she described the fourth bridge, um, how it has two different like one is here and one is in the tower. And but I don't think that one was rubies. For I some reason. don't actually remember. <laughs> I, yeah. I think it might have been Ruby. So, yeah, but I, I guess, yeah, uh, Fabrials, uh, sorry, Spanreads uh, instances of these con- uh, controllers and also mm-hmm. like the prototypes we sort of saw where she sort of pulled up the tops and uh, or the like the archer station and stuff like that. And I guess mm-hmm. the fourth bridge sort of is the culmination of all that. So, yeah, definitely a sort of very versatile uh, technology, I guess, these controllers. Yeah. It definitely shows that <laughs> these are very well thought out, um, like Magitech type science yep. that Brandon has invented <laughs> and um, a lot more detail into it than when I first thought I was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, hand wavium, you know, <laughs> but it's not. Well, it's like a real concept that you come up with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, I find it interesting that like flame spren especially are uh, very easy to divide like that. Um, mm. I think it, it sort of feels okay because uh, like logically in a way because flames aren't really they are not they aren't really contained objects as such, uh, mm. but they're like they are flames. I guess so they are, uh, are more volatile, I guess you could say. And um, so maybe the flames are have it either easier due to that, but I don't know. Yeah. Like when you, when you think of like, this is what I was thinking of when I was reading it. Like if you think of a candle and you take another candle and you light that candle from that 
flame, they're both going the same strength, but it's not like dividing it in half or anything. It's still, you know, still a fire burning. <laughs> yeah, that's makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I guess you could definitely see this as an analogy. And I actually just looked it up on the cover mind because I can never remember these, but the ruby is also the, like the Dustbringer Chana mm -hmm. sort of a gemstone and its essence is fire so mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense that flames Bren and uh, ruby go together well yeah yes some more interesting information about that because <laughs> mm -hmm. i was thinking last chapter i was like oh well that seems like a pretty good way to end her little speech and, <laughs> and then she just keeps going about yeah. the gemstones now <laughs> and then and i'm thinking like are there any other parts of the fabriel that we have to think about <laughs> <laughs> And what I actually want to know now with these sort of split spren is uh, she has described what a soul caster looks like on the in the cognitive realm, but she hasn't described what like, a normal Fabriel, if you want, uh, looks like. And you uh, and I'd really be interested to see what the split spren would look like on the cognitive mm -hmm. side, because yeah, or if it would just look the same because the way she's describing it is like it's divided here but it's they're working the same like mm -hmm. there's really no difference in in how this yeah. run is and then you would have to wonder like is it right in the middle of the two physical mm -hmm. halves because like the the cognitive side actually corresponds location-wise at least roughly to the physical one so yeah, like definitely. I hope she goes into that in like in the future epigraphs. Like we have what six left, I think. So of five, mm -hmm. she has some room still to yes. explain these. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was also like, how do they do all of this? Like working with gemstones is a molecular level like art, and like yeah. how are they doing this with the tools that they have currently? <laughs> you know, like if you cut a ruby down the center like how can you divide it evenly mm -hmm. I, I don't know it's just it seems curious actually wonder like i don't i don't know geology at all mm -hmm. but whether ruby maybe has some properties that also make it easier to maybe split without mm -hmm. completely breaking it but yeah. yeah like it's a lattice is a certain way that it can be divided mm -hmm. right down the middle or something like a straight cut I don't know anything about it. <laughs> please tell us in the comments if you do know. So. Yes, please. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's dig in to chapter 13, Another Hunt. Um, Shalon is back in Erythru and it seems to be business as usual for her now. Um, she's the wife of High Prince Adolin, so she's got some responsibilities Apparently, she's working on ledgers and things with Radiant. Uh, Adolin is off riding horses, so Shalon decides to go through her letters, um, some of which apparently contain sensitive information. Um, one in particular says, the deal is set and arranged. The spren will come. And then she promptly burns that. Um, so then she decides to visit her brothers who have arrived and they're just down the hall from her, it seems like, and she's, um, sitting by the fire and, or the Fabriel, warmth Fabriel, <laughs> and, um, she's drawing in her sketchbook, a memory of her childhood. And she's remembering the family hearth and her brother Jushu is watching as she's drawing and he comments on it. He's like, uh, that's really weird. 
later on, he's out onto the on the balcony with the other brother and uh, who is that Balat, and um, they're outside with a guardsman who turns out to be Mraes, and he signals her um, to meet him in the garden. And so she meets him in the garden and he's convincing her to continue working with the ghost bloods by promising her all of his knowledge. If she just helps him out, searching out Rastaris, who is supposedly hiding in lasting integrity, which is the honor spread fortress in Shadesmar. And um, they discuss some of Ili's findings, like her her notebook where it mentions Nalthus and Skadriel, which he um, corrects her Rosharan pronunciation, <laughs> Nalathus and Skadariel. And he tells her about his his purpose, kind of, and the troubles that he's having um, porting Stormlight to other lands across expanses where the gemstones that are holding him are kind of leaking it. So juicy chapter. <laughs> so juicy. <laughs> Don't even know where to begin. Like, Yes. This is why we're saying there's yeah. Warbreaker and <laughs> Mistborn spoilers, like all. Yeah. Like what in damnation is going on? <laughs> Brenton says, oh no, stop light. The front half won't be very Cosmere heavy at all. And now we're getting all these references already. And <laughs> I know it's crazy. Like I freaked out when she just found the notebook and read those two names and I was like, Oh my God. And now he's like correcting her in her pronunciation. I did not <laughs> expect this to show up as quickly or as obviously as it has, but it definitely reveals a lot about the ghost bloods and Mary's mm-hmm. in, in general, you know? Yep. And I I think it that might be like when Shalan had to prompt him that uh, when with like Nalathus and Skadariel. So mm-hmm. I feel like the ghost but sort of have a policy that once somebody finds something out, you might as well tell them everything because mm-hmm. why not? Or at least as much as they can infer from that if they mm-hmm. were uh, like uh, to investigate a little more. So yeah, that sort of fits with what the, what Mraestan Ma- says that once um, she would find Ristaris, which is like mm-hmm. another thing we have to talk about uh, in the first place, that um, she uh, he'll just t- tell her everything that she wants to know. So even about her past, mm-hmm. which is of course very intriguing. So yes, yeah. it is. I know that he's very obviously manipulating her and he's not even being subtle about it. And he's like, listen, I know that you want information and you, you, you know, pursue knowledge. So I'll give you this knowledge if you do this one thing for me, you know? (laughs) So it's obviously not going to be an easy task if he's going to give up all of this information for her to go and find Ristaris. Yeah. And speaking of Ristaris, it's, like it's good to know that like we get confirmation here that he is in fact a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. Like we we had, didn't have his gender up until now, and it's very interesting to see that he's apparently found uh, asylum at the like at the Honest Brand capital, I think, or at least uh, their fortress. The fortress. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, that sort of makes you wonder whether he. 
he's always operated out of Shadesma, more so than like out of the physical realm. And maybe that like that's a far stretch, maybe that he might even be a cognitive shadow or something like that. Because so he has some favors to call in with the Spren, maybe because he has been around for longer than you might think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely a good theory. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people are thinking that he's Kelsier or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> the, that uh, no, R- was the yeah, the ghost plots, yeah. That's a mm-hmm. very common theory. And I mean that this chapter really made me reconsider like, I always sort of ah, it won't be Kelsier because we'll have to deal with the ghost plots in some capacity in this arc, and Brandon said it won't mm-hmm. be so cosmic heavy, so having Kelsier drop would be really weird. But I at mean, least maybe I'm- this is like ramping it up to the next yeah. like arc. Yeah, definitely could see the ghost bloods taking more of a, I guess, active role or at least more of a foreground role in the back half mm-hmm. here. And then Marais, when he mentioned that Ristaris was um, hiding out in lasting integrity, he also mentioned that there might be other people there. So it makes me wonder if there's going to be like even more different little crossovers or Easter eggs <laughs> if we do see other humans living in the Spren stronghold. And I wonder, like, who could those be, you know? (laughs) Just going to casually meet Frost or something like that. I was thinking more like like Chris or someone like, you know. (laughs) Could work out. I just think that would be really interesting. Or maybe even like, we know that Dimu and uh, Dimo and um, Gadot and the others were Mm. there in Way of Kings. So maybe, yeah, they also sought refuge or something like that in Nothing Integrity. Could also be a case. Yeah, but definitely a lot more Cosmia stuff in this mm-hmm. than I'd have thought. <laughs> like my first idea about the whole Kelsier thing, like the cognitive shadow, it, I don't like it because I want like new characters and new, mm-hmm. like, you know, I want things to get bigger rather than, you know, closing down in on like certain specific individuals. Um, but that being said, it would be really interesting to see what like Rosharan would think of him. Um, because the only real point of view that we saw him was Vin, who basically like had idolized him. And then um, but Brandon like has said that he's a psychopath, you know, he's he could have been a bad guy if he had gone down any other path or anything like that. So um It'd be interesting to see that if that happens, who knows? And like uh, what especially made me think that or at least reconsider that theory in this chapter was uh, all the connection talk that Mraes gave mm-hmm. here. It's like also really exciting that we get like some real in-world uh, information on how connection affects cognitive shadows and apparently investiture in general, which mm-hmm. to me is new. I don't think we've had this before that like even you can't wouldn't be able to take a um, sphere full of stormlight off Rosha so easily so yeah yeah. Yeah, said that it was it it would run out or it was very difficult to travel with it but Mm -hmm. it makes me really confused about like so we know that wit or hoid um bonded a spren but in this chapter um, Reyes is saying, like, you can't bring Spren off world and you can't, like, he even said to Shalon, like, you as a Knight Radiant can't leave Roshar. He said that Roshar and 
Ashen and Braze are Braze. Um, Braze, yeah. That they are her prison. So it makes me really confused about this. Like, <laughs> maybe I'm just fuzzy on details about connection with the capital C. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, like, how did these world hoppers even do it, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think Enomancy is easier in that regard because you have... Um, you only have connection to preservation directly. You don't, and mm-hmm. you sort of get fueled. Why the metal doesn't isn't the investiture you get fueled by. So you can use it off-world because you don't actually take, or you can use metal or Roshan metal to do it. And the connection mm-hmm. to preservation is sort of spiritual. And yeah, as far as Hoyt getting off-world again with uh, now that he has bonded his friend that's actually like i think we even got a wop on that that he'll have to figure that out now mm-hmm. that or uh, like he wouldn't necessarily have bonded his friend if he hadn't already figured out or something like that mm-hmm. i'd have to look it up so yeah it's definitely a problem for him um that he now has bonded his friend so and then, yeah it makes me wonder like what the actual boundaries are um for the three planets in shades mark mm-hmm. you know like how far is you know far like with the size of their actual prison because we know Shadesmar is like a plane right and so we don't have like different planets that they can just travel to <laughs> and it, it like uh, Raze just casually mentions like Ashen and Braze mm-hmm. and it's quite interesting to me that Shalan just sort of takes it in stride and doesn't even question it too much so I wonder whether they like I th- they do know that Ashen and Brace are sort of alternative names for what they call like the Tranquilin Halls and um, Damnation. So yeah, I think they, they learned about them in Oathbringer, but yeah. maybe like in that year, they've kind of done more research about it or even traveled um, yeah, to like exactly. see what it's all about. That's what has me excited. Like, uh, because Mray says it like, yeah, you can, can, can only go to Brace and Ashen, but that's already a huge deal. I feel like if you haven't been off planet before, that's kind of a big deal. So, yeah, I wonder whether they've at least. Uh, it could also be that they've learned about it from the heralds because yeah. um, they have yeah. Ash and Town. And, town. and yeah, then uh, that that kind of makes me wonder if that's going to be used for because Shalon now needs to go into Shadesmar and find Ristaris, but she has to come up with an excuse to go there. You know to a reason for why she's going to go there. So I was thinking maybe she's going to disguise it like a research expedition or something, or I don't know. Yeah, so we actually know this already sort of from oh. the Amazon blurb because it says that like, Oh, the honor sprint don't want to bond anymore. Uh, Windrunners, which we've learned in right. this chapter yeah. already. Yeah. And, um, so I guess that's just like the real reason is that she wants to go find her stars, but uh, sort of the official reason will be that they will lead the envoy to mm-hmm. lasting integrity that will just um, negotiate with the with the honor sprint. Yeah, I still haven't read that blurb, but I remember you read it out loud <laughs> yeah. on one of the previous episodes. <laughs> right, exactly. And so it, it, I, I was waiting for that explanation because um, Shalan and Aiden are not necessarily the most obvious candidates for mm-hmm. being that envoy. So, yeah, you would almost think that it would be Kaladin, like especially mm-hmm. now that he's, you know, not allowed to fight or anything. So, 
Yeah, either Kaladin or Delana, I guess, because it, that's sort of also a very bondsmithy activity to convince yeah. Bran. Yeah, he's busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is. Yeah, my my thoughts were like maybe it was maybe she's going to explain to Dalinar about a little bit about what Ily's writings were about. Maybe she's going to like be like, "Listen, I really need to go there. I got to <laughs> follow this lead," you know. And I'm just thinking of her as Nancy Drew because of the cover. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> your cover. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I guess we know now know what Adeline and Sharon will be up to in part two exactly at least Shalan, <clears throat> what she has is her sort of ulterior motive i guess yeah that's yeah exciting and then other spren topics that were presented in this chapter was that mraze wanted to bond a spren and yes yeah and so she got that letter that she burned about like we'll send a spren to you <laughs> it's exciting that's, yeah that like what I, I didn't even think about it until up until now, but how did Shannon place that letter there? Like, how did she mm. write it? I guess does she does she have human agents or can she can she just just do that? Um, well, so my thought was, you know, how Navani received that letter by span read about like from a mysterious person. So that's what my like immediate connection was like. Maybe that was what was going mm-hmm. on here. Yeah, that. That could work, yeah. Could definitely see that. Or like maybe there's like agents out there on behalf of I don't even want to try and pronounce that. <laughs> Shanat. Uh, Shanat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even trying uh, <laughs> that thing. The take of secrets. I think. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just like Harriet Hiam is the last desolation. Just like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's well, really exciting that like Shannat is sending Spren uh, to, for mm-hmm. them to uh, like she's for the way she puts it, she doesn't send them to bond one, but to find mm-hmm. candidates to maybe mm-hmm. bo- to maybe bond. So yeah, that's cool. and Ray's is being like a little petulant. He's like, "Well, <laughs> I wanted a promise that I was going to get one." She's like, "Listen, yeah. buddy, like y- this is as good as you're going to get." And then she even said that this fella um, doesn't <laughs> trust people because they're watching how Renarin is being treated. And um, so she doesn't want to promise any one particular person a spren. She needs to like kind of scope them out first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, Which that kind of makes, <laughs> yeah, and it makes sort of sense because that's how normal spren or like Nahel bonds mm-hmm. are formed as well. So why shouldn't mm-hmm. these enlightened spren do the same? Mm-hmm. And that, like, but that Mraze is so interested in, or like, he wants that bond for himself. And, like, we know that he collects a lot of stuff. Like, in this scene, we actually see his avia and how he apparently catches, or it apparently catches a mole. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And, but that just makes me wonder whether Mraze sort of also is like Hoyt in a way, collecting magic systems for himself, maybe, mm-hmm. or like he attempts to at least, because we also, like Shalan says in an early, or like in uh, when she goes into the garden, she says that Mace instantly noticed her, or like noticed her even before, before she was there, and that sort of made me instantly think of um, Warbreaker and uh, Life Sense, 
mm-hmm. and like the with a pro, uh, enough breath you could have a better life sense so that would fit very well with um, uh, i i mean that's a lot of breath that's i looked it up a thousand <laughs> breaths like i For feel like life sense that's true yeah, but so, I feel like even if he has like extra breath, that Shalon for sure would notice because you know his clothes and everything would be more vibrant and stuff. Mm-hmm, but she yeah. does mention that he looks kind of weird in his guard uniform and stuff. So maybe he's just got like a little bit extra or something, yeah. and she doesn't really know what to look for. And another thing I has sort of theorized or at least suspected it might be it is that his avia. That's his like avia ability. I don't know whether that would work with the range because it was quite far away when Shalan met him there, and he wasn't always around when they met. So, uh, or it wasn't always around when they met. So, yeah, uh, could be anything. But I feel breath seem quite likely because I think those are also relatively easy to get get off word because they are not entirely mm-hmm. like they are very physical in uh, what they are. Um, yeah, and it would just f- fit sort of with Ray's collecting stuff and why we shouldn't collect a few breath. <laughs> I wonder if he is trying to piece together anything about Hoyd and his reasoning for collecting. And so maybe he's like kind of following in his footsteps to collect. <laughs> Just to like see, maybe if I collect enough, I'll figure out why I'm collecting all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, that uh, actually has something completely different because you mentioned that Shalan would have noticed him or his sort of color aura around him. Mm-hmm. That made me think of the earlier thing where um, when as soon as Whale took over, they didn't or Whale didn't see the world as brightly or like as colorfully. Mm-hmm. I guess as or as vibrantly as Shalan. And yeah, I find that very interesting because or like the strata in Eurythru, we know or like there's the common theory that search miners or radiance see them more clearly or more they see more mm-hmm. colors in them. And it would sort of fit with Whale not really seeing herself as a light weaver. Yeah. Definitely that. And then I was also thinking like from an artist's perspective, when I talk to people about like colors, a lot of people say, oh, like red is red, you know? And that's <laughs> what I was thinking, like Vale doesn't really care about like, you know, shades and tones and things. And so she kind of just tunes it out or, um, or maybe it's just an aspect of like her being a light weaving, yeah. maybe like it's just like everything is a little duller because she's not actually a real person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. And like, Wade definitely doesn't light weave. I think like mm-hmm. when yeah. she, yeah. yeah, she says, or she tells uh, Shalan to change the hair color again and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's like, they definitely have each, uh, each have their own responsibilities and Shalan or the three really compartmentalize them. So, yeah, wonder where that will lead, especially with the other stuff we saw in this chapter. Yeah. And then we also get a mention of this new formless character. Shalon <laughs> <laughs> is like kind of repressing it, but she knows that it's there. And I feel like Mraze is kind of aware of something else that she's like a new persona of hers. Mm-hmm. And he he even says like to her that he's going to help 
like reveal information to her and everything so she can get, you know, get all of the facts and everything. So he's trying to, it almost makes you feel like he's trying to help her get over this um, big trauma that she, that she had back in her past. Yeah. But I don't think Mace would do that just like for the sake of like for Shalan. I feel like yeah. that probably is going to also play into it that that will probably be Shalan's final truth. And mm-hmm. once she speaks that she'll be a fifth truth light weaver, probably. Like we I think I don't think we've had have it confirmed that she swore or said four already, but like when you count it up, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just I think Mraze probably is behind that and wants her to sort of become the ultimate radiant um yeah. weapon. <laughs> and she was even thinking about like how she saw a pattern like way before you know Yasna mm-hmm. ever like started her whole radiant journey. But um it's very interesting. So when she was so when she was drawing the hearth and um the creation spren showed up and everything. And you see one of them is necklace dragging along the ground. And she distinctly points that one out. Like she knows what it is and she's really trying to repress it. And, and I don't know. It's just, it's just frustrating. Cause like we, mm-hmm. we know that she, she and Vale really is forcing her to confront this. And she is, she knows that she's going to be confronting it, but it's just frustrating that she's like so adamant not to even look at that, you know, necklace or acknowledge it in any way. Yeah. And that's actually like, um, sort of has Shalan. Oshalan has regressed there in a way because mm-hmm. like one of her or two of her truth were that she killed her mother mother and mm-hmm. her father. So she like she has you would have thought that she has internalized these, uh, but mm-hmm. she's actually really trying to lo- uh, lose the memory of them or at least stow them away. And it's interesting also to see that she's going back to her brothers and sort of trying to go back to the past, but not the real past or not all the way back because there lies pain. And so mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's even good at all that she goes to her, see her brothers again, because for one, of course she's reunited with her family and that's cool. And I actually almost already forgot again that they came to Eurythiru at the end mm-hmm. of all three <laughs> But yeah, I don't quite know how I want to feel about that. I guess that yeah. um, she sees them again. But she has been actively trying to figure figure herself out. Like she says that she went to the Ardents and talked to them about other people who have, you know, dissociative identity disorder, which they don't call it that, obviously. But um, she does mention like they they kind of treat them like freaks and like they're aware of that as a condition. But um, and then she's like after she's thinking about that, she's like you know, I, I've stabilized, like I, I have my, my three and, and things are getting better, you know? And so maybe she's going back to her family because she feels like she's strong enough, but she, she's kind of in denial about it. Mm-hmm. And But I do like, I do like that she's, she's talking to her brothers because it reminds her of how far she's come since, you know, way of Kings. Like 
she they treat her like you know little sister but she looks at them like you know kind of like grow up you know <laughs> yeah that, that is, <laughs> and i actually find quite interesting that uh, yushu has apparently gotten even worse uh, worse at mm-hmm. his like uh stealing yeah. and um, mm-hmm. i think he was the gambler so uh, he got even worse at that uh it it reminded me that and also like why Mraze would know things about Shalan's past. We do know that the Shalan, uh, the Davar family was already or was always sort of influenced by an unmade. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would uh, explain the interest that the ghost plus ha- ghost bloods have in them at all. And we know that that uh, Stuart or what he was like the guy who actually operated the soul caster that they had. He was a ghost blood. Mm-hmm. So they probably had informants with them from the very beginning, sort of, or like when they were little children. And so that's why they know stuff about Shalan's past, I feel. Mm-hmm. And then we see Balat and he had that problem with like hurting animals and stuff. But but she's like, Shalan was even thinking, you know, he's he's gotten better. Like he's now married to this very nice woman who is helping him, you know. So... I don't know. I mean, I don't have a problem with her talking to her brothers again and like kind of reconnecting with her family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think actually, I think it's going to be very good for her to do that. I probably in the long run, long run, it will be, I, f- I guess. Yeah. Uh, something else I found interesting with like Bella's wife, uh, who's uh, Elita, she actually, or Shalan mentions that um, she actually has come to like uh, her quite a lot. And that's a quite drastic change from earlier, I think, because uh, she always sort of described her as a little dull, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, that's good to see that her outlook or um, her view of light has changed in that way. And also uh, uh, in her past, Sharon always sort of wanted the family for herself. And now she actually lets somebody else in. That's also mm-hmm. really good to see. Yeah, maybe Shalon's just learning how to not be so judgmental. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. She does have a problem with that. That's a huge Mm -hmm. criticism of her character, which, I mean, I can see it too, even though I'm a big Shalon fangirl. (laughs) She definitely has flaws as far as being like judgy and and stuff. So it seems like she's getting better about that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's definitely growing up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but yeah, with formless, like this seems like a new persona of Shalans, but I feel like maybe it was there from the beginning. Like, I don't think it's a new thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's probably just, um, the personalized, uh, personification of all the repressed memories in a way. Like she's always the they always were there these memories she just completely ignored them and now they are sort of coming to the sur- or trying to come to the surface and uh, they just take the f- form of formless i guess mm-hmm. so uh, that might just be how she is trying to cope with it uh, internally and doesn't realize it and eventually it, it sh- will bubble up and just uh, Hopefully not in a, in a situation where it'll just completely overwhelm her. Yeah. Well, so I'm, it's not like a real theory or anything, but <laughs> what I'm thinking is, so Mraes was alluding that one of the light weavers is his spy because she was like, is it one of Adolin's spies? And he's like, no, heck no, I'm not going to deal with those people. <laughs> I don't need them. But 
I was my first thought, which is probably crazy, but my first thought was like, what if it's some aspect of Shalans that that killed Ili and is working separate from the three, and maybe Formless is coming up to kind of stop that from happening, or maybe it is Formless. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know because that's really <laughs> close to Shalon, you know. Not mm-hmm. that would be real um, twist if something like that was to happen. And I mean, it, it would definitely, like, uh, I've seen other people also express that because it it would really fit with the un- unreliable narrator that Shalan mm-hmm. represents. And, like, that would be unreliable turn to 11 because that's stuff you don't even get in the books and still happens. So, yeah, I could definitely see it, but um, I've... I'm not sure. I feel like it probably is a man, more mundane mm-hmm. uh, light weaver, or like it's not Shalan or one of her personal uh, altars, but I could definitely see it as well. Like it's not out of the cards for me. Yeah, at all. Yeah. Well, the other light weavers that were there were, were Gaz, um, mm. Ish, what is his Ish, name? Ish, Ishna. Um, and what was the other one? Uh, Red? It was Red. Red, there. yeah. Mm-hmm, so yeah. those were the other three light weavers that were there when I light died. And I really don't want it to be one of them. <laughs> like just, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just it, feel like that would be kind of disappointing. <laughs> yeah, out of those three, I'd probably say it's more, most likely to be, uh, if it was one of them, it would more, most likely be Ishna because mm-hmm. uh, she already like at the beginning or in, in Oathbringer, she had interest in becoming a ghost blood. So that sort of gives her a motive, I guess, because she wants to rise up in the ghost blood. And so spying on Shalan or like doing stuff next or yeah, spying on Shalan basically would uh, sort of serve her towards that purpose. Wouldn't she be so obvious? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like she'd be the obvious choice, but yeah. At least out of those three, she'd also be like, yeah, she'd be the obvious choice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's just crazy theory time with mm-hmm. me. <laughs> we haven't talked about him at all this uh, video, but you have mentioned Adolin very briefly. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, like, oh, Shalan at the, uh, was it Sh- I think it was Shalan who said like, oh, Adolin is with the horses again. And like, while well, she's taking care of the ledgers and everything, which is very Adolin. And mm-hmm. also, then later on, she sees Adolin is um, is riding Gallant, so Dallin is Rashadium, and that really made me wonder. Like we already saw, like Sureblood, which is Adolin's horse, is dead, and yeah. he he doesn't need a new one, but it would be cool for him to get a new one. And I feel like maybe he sort of will pick up Gallant's bond in a way because you know Rashadium are quite special in that regard because Delina doesn't really need him anymore so mm-hmm. yeah it would be cool if something like that happened. I really hope in this book we get a lot more. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> enough about them to really have any theories about them like mm-hmm. we know that they have the music spread that, that go around them and um, that they're they're kind of like a, a mixed breed because they have stone hooves mm-hmm. Yeah. and and they do form bonds and stuff so there's there's so much about them but then there's also so much we don't know <laughs> yeah it's just how intelligent are they are they for instance mm-hmm. like that would be interesting to know it's cool to see adeline 
take care of Gallant, I guess, because Belna, as you said earlier, is busy right now and probably doesn't have too much time to mm -hmm. take care of him. So yeah, that's also oh, just yeah, crazy. a big war horse needs to mm -hmm. like work out and <laughs> yeah. go running once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and then Adolin probably has, you know, a real hole in his heart for, you know, poor short blood. So maybe he just needs to kind of you know, adopt Gallant. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, it's good that he's, you know, he's he's our normie. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's there riding horses. Is, yeah. You know, he gets home and he just wants to go riding. <laughs> mm -hmm. And like another fun sort of little no side note about Adolin basically was when uh, actually um, Shella noses Elita. She said something like. Uh, it's good or like uh, it's not easy with some uh, with one somebody from the Davar family uh, or something like I can't exactly remember the line but something like that so she really values Adolin I feel and like he can cope with her and mm -hmm. that's really good for her and uh, good support so yeah they just well, good together <laughs> a, a lot of um, people who don't like Shalon and Adolin together which I'm not one of them, but I can see the points. Mm -hmm. um, they say like, she hasn't told him about the ghost blood. She doesn't trust him, this and that. But with this whole storyline where she's literally going to lasting integrity for the ghost bloods, like with Adolin there, it's going to come out. Like it's, there's no mm -hmm. way that it's not, he's not going to find out in this book. <laughs> like yeah. there's, and then she's she's probably gonna want to control the way he finds out about her connection with with the ghost bloods. Like she won't want him to just find out from some event happening. She'll want to mm -hmm. tell him, you know. Yeah. So that'll be something to Definitely. look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, uh, yeah, it, like regarding that, that it's not good for that she isn't sharing that with him. Um, but she's already been so close. Uh, mm -hmm. already like she wanted to tell him but didn't in mm -hmm. the end so I feel like maybe she, she'll just naturally tell him at some point when she feels it's right for for them or for him to know so yeah but uh, something else actually just uh, you reminded me of when you said they go to lasting integrity what Mace also told her is that or whale is that she they will know what to do with Ristaris once they see him mm. so I really wonder what that's all about because do they know the stars maybe like is he is, is he like it's just an alias and he's actually a known person and so um, Vale or Shalan will instantly know what to do or is it mm. something less obvious or less yeah less obvious I guess yeah that was a curious line I don't really know what to think about it like, <laughs> like what does he mean like he has so many little subtle ways of saying something and maybe it doesn't mean what we're thinking it means, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. or maybe he's like, you'll have to decide what to do instead. Like you'll, you'll come across like a situation where you're going to have to make a, a snap decision or something. Yeah. That's hmm. could also be. So yeah. One final thing from me, maybe just about this chapter was what I also find really cool to see here is how Shadan reacts to all the Fabrials that they now have. Like she talks about the heating Fabrial and 
others, which I already forget again what it was. But yeah, she she talks about them like uh, she fears that they would make them quite lazy and that I guess, or she guesses, light eyes already are pretty lazy, so they become even lazier. I uh, just found it really cool to see how this Magitech is affecting or starting to affect their society quite deeply. And it's basically an, uh, an alternative industri industrialization, if you will. And mm -hmm. it's cool to see how it manifests in this uh, other world. And I feel like a lot of it comes from Navani now that she is married to Dalinar. Like she already had a lot of power, but with Gavilar... He kind of treated her like she just had little hobbies, but Dalinar is giving her a lot more leeway to experiment and follow her studies of the Fabriel. And she's doing this whole, the, the whole epigraph is her talking to the, the monarchs. <laughs> and so I feel like it's an example of like the royalty, like, you know, upper class is affecting all of the lifestyle changes and, um, you know, reintroducing the Fabrials as, um, you know, a, a normalized thing. And, and the fact that she has so much leeway to pursue this is kind of trickling down to, you know, the everybody's using Fabrials now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We, we like, we do know that spend read are basically everywhere as spend reads. Mm -hmm. And so like that's all. <laughs> yeah, basically. And it does make me wonder a little just how expensive fabrials are, like these mm -hmm. heater, heating fabrials and stuff like that. Is that quite cheap at this point, or are those still new enough that they can't produce them quite as cheaply? So, yeah, that's I feel like definitely... Roshar has an abundance of gemstones, mm -hmm. and even Ray's, like when he he was talking to Shalon about like the worth of uh, that diamond brome he's like she's like it, it's the worth of the diamond that's in it and he's like no the that diamond is just a cup it's holding mm -hmm. the storm light <laughs> and yeah. i really like that that illusion because <laughs> it's kind of like he didn't really care about the gemstones which most people be like oh gemstones but it's really the fact that they hold stormlight that's the real worth mm -hmm. of them and roshar seems to have so many so maybe yeah. the fabriel are really easy to produce mm -hmm. i guess yeah they're on uh, hypothetically, the only limiting resource sort of are the artifabrians themselves because mm -hmm. they do keep their secrets, so mm -hmm. they probably don't want to have them pro proliferate quite uh, of all too quickly. But yeah. yeah, true. And maybe this is like Navani's whole reason for asking them to, you know, give up their notes and stuff because yeah. she wants to make, like, make Fabriel science a common thing, like something that everybody's going to know about. And I actually have something else to talk about mm -hmm. now, if that's okay, because yeah. you mentioned it, that Ray said that the stormlight really is the, is the um, important bit or like the, what's important in the gemstone. And we didn't talk about this at all yet, really, what the actual motives of the ghost bloods probably are. And I feel like from this chapter that like Shalan theorized that it's probably about like exclusive access to Shadesma, but she doesn't mm -hmm. really finish that thought in a way. Like what does sh access to Shadesma entail? And Mraze, I feel, makes it really clear that they are all about getting access or um, controlling the, the tr uh, trade of Stormlight, basically. Mm -hmm. And I find that very interesting how he also says like how it's about the power of um, changing the world even. So, well, 
He even mentioned that you can travel with Stormlight if you have a perfect gemstone. And that makes me wonder, like, what if you have a Fabriel that's using the perfect gemstone and you can bring that off world and use that somewhere else using Stormlight from Roshar? Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, I agree. We, uh, Stormlight probably is uh, definitely is the most abundant form of freely accessible mm-hmm. investiture. So that's definitely going to change uh, the economy quite a bit. And the ghost bloods, like the way race talks, is like they are very close to making that plan a reality. Like he says, he he already knows how to get stuff off word and things like that. So, um, yeah, definitely, I, I I can't see how it won't be a factor in the back half. And when he tells Shalon you know, his real goal is power. And she's like, really, is it that mundane? <laughs> but he doesn't mean like, you know, becoming a powerful guy. He actually literally means investiture. Like that's mm-hmm. his whole goal is, is to be able to transport it. And then like how, how he phrases there, like uh, what uh, uh, you, uh, you will see it as pebbles was what was previously mm-hmm. mountains or something like that. So mm-hmm. when she finally finds out about all the other worlds and the people in them, and yeah, that's going to really expand Shalan's worldview, I feel. Yeah. And well, I mean, um, even now she's talking about Ashen and Braze is like, oh yeah, Ash and Braze, you know, like <laughs> other planets. Of course, Big deal. Yeah. You know, they're just pebbles now, like not huge mountain, you know. So she's mm-hmm. already like learning more stuff and he's telling her that once she gets his his knowledge, she's gonna be wide open eyes to everything that's going on in the cosmere. <laughs> Yeah, he's implying to us the reader, anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I also like the line how like Ray says that the mole is just a, a, like an invasive species that originated from Shinova. Ha ah, ha! Yeah, yeah. Do you know any other species like that? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes, this was a juicy chapter. If you couldn't mm-hmm. tell. <laughs> yep. I guess we'll just wrap it up there since we talked about most everything we wanted to talk about. <laughs> Um, you can find all of these preview chapters at 9 a.m. Eastern time on tour.com. Um, we'll let you know on 17th shard.com right at nine o'clock when they come out and you can discuss them with us on our discord, on our forums and the comments below, wherever we'd love to talk to you about. Bye. I see you next week, maybe from somewhere else than Shetsma. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs>